demons who are more like vampires, heroes who breathe so hard you die, and the most adorable monster you'll ever meet. We made Casey watch Demon Slayer, and we're here to answer the question, was it a kawaii disappointment? All right, everyone, welcome to the very first episode of Kawaii Disappointment. I am your host, producer, and the secret 10th Ashira, who has mastered the art of anxiety breathing, PJ. And I am an annoying crybaby that wears Doritos on my jacket, Skylar. And with us, as always, is our lovely, lovely friend. I'm uh, Sarah Michelle Geller's weirder looking brother, Scruffy the Demon Slayer. I love that. I love that right off the bat. If all of that wasn't enough of a clue, this episode we are watching Demon Slayer Kimetsu no Yaiba. Yes. So PJ and I, at the start of quarantine, finally sat down and actually watched all of the first season, the only thing that's available, and we are completely blown away. Gorgeous animation. But before we get too into our thoughts on the anime, which again, we think is amazing, Casey, we sent you the poster for season one. Tell me, based on the poster alone, what are your thoughts on what this anime will be about? I'm so glad you asked, PJ. By looking at the poster, I'm thinking it's basically Japanese X-Men who are avenging the souls of probably other kids that have been, like, I don't know, kidnapped. Maybe, um... I'm sensing some queer energy happening there. Which one are you sensing <laughs> queer energy from? I'm not going to lie to you, PJ. I'm actually sensing queer energy from all of the people. <laughs> I support that. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, um, I sense somehow that creepy looking guy in the background. He looks like a Yu-Gi-Oh card with that magician. That's what he looks like. He looks like know, Dark like Magician to you? Oh, kind He's of. Full on dark I, no, I totally see it. I totally see it in like the specific context of this poster. It's Japanese gay X-Men... Uh, fighting the dark magician to save other kids. What a pitch. If that isn't an anime, we should make it. So let's kind of go through the subjects. We see girl. What do you think her role is? Who is she? Give these characters personalities, Casey. So that girl. Um, you could even give her a name. I, I, you know what's funny? The first name that came to my mind was a name of another anime character. I was like, oh, that's Range. I was like, nope, that's Oran Host Club. That's wrong. <laughs> That'd be wrong. Um, so I feel like her name is Sarah, but like she spells it with an H at the end. Ugh, and the like, worst kind of Sarah. <laughs> you know what I mean? When you like send her something, I'm like, hey, Sarah, I'm sending you this or whatever. She's like, actually, I noticed you did not put an H at the end of my name. I just have to let you know that because it's part of my personality. I feel like she does a lot of scrapbooking. Basically, that's like her power as part of the Japanese queer X-Men is that she will uh, take all of your old photos and then do a really like tacky job with it and then you cry about it. That's what she does. Tell me what you think about this guy uh, with a boar's head mask. That, you know what's funny? I'm getting full American Horror Story coven from that. Love like, do it. you remember that? Yeah, like full on that. Like he escaped Marie Laveau or what? Not Marie Laveau. Who was it? It was... Um, Kathy Bates. I don't know what her name is. He escaped <laughs> Kathy Bates. I think Bates. it's Lalaurie Marie. Wow. Is this an American <laughs> Horror Story podcast? I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, no, he full on escaped Kathy Bates. And then all he had to show for it was that boar's head. Yeah, I feel like also, I don't know. I'm just getting like, probably worked as a bouncer at some of the gay bars I've been to. I feel like I've seen him there. You're like, I've um, seen those abs before. I've seen those abs before. You're like, I've um, drank tequila off those abs before. <laughs> they did seem familiar. I was uh, I was thinking, I was like, I've definitely done, definitely done Coke a shot off, off his those butt. Abs. Coke off his butt. Um, definitely that. 
Uh, tell me, what do you think of this blonde kid? Oh, yeah. Okay. So, like I said, I, I know I brought up Yu-Gi-Oh! once, but that is definitely that. Joey kid. Wheeler? I, it, it, I was just thinking, like, a younger version of, like, the Yu-Gi-Oh! main character. What's his name? Oh, Yugi? Yami? <laughs> that's Yugi before he got his roots done. Oh. That's Yugi before he became O? What? Oh, that's, that's not how Yu-Gi-Oh! works. When we watch Yu-Gi-Oh!, I'm gonna learn you some. Oh my god. Like I said, I definitely think there's some sort of family resemblance. And um, I really don't like his brown dress he's wearing. I think it's really clashy with the orange shirt. But that's just my opinion. What do you think of this black-haired guy? This is definitely that emo kid in high school that I would have been in love with. He would have, like, charmed me by being like, I don't know if you've ever heard of this band. There's this band called uh, Fall Out Boy. And, like, I guess they're kind of cool, but, like, you want to listen together. And we would have fallen in love. And then maybe would have gone to a My Chemical Romance concert before he broke my heart. And the person front and center, what do you think of them? This guy in the green. See, I wasn't so sure. I don't want to assume their gender. I thought they're, if, if it is a gentleman, I'd say they work in, like, an Arby's and, like, that person that came up to them, asked them for like the last, you know, roast beef sandwich. And they're like, listen, I can't do this anymore. I'm leaving here. I'm not doing this minimum wage nonsense. You can take these curly fries and shove it. And I'm going to go avenge these kids. I definitely see fast food worker anger in those eyes. Awesome. Well, obviously we've already heard your opinions of the shadowy figure in the back, but I That's think- the dark magician. The dark magician. Yeah. So we have dark magician and Yugi in this anime. So, so what does it, dark magician do though? Um, he's moody and he also does magic. Honestly, Wonder. that's all you need. Dark okay. and magic. It's like I've known all these shows already. <laughs> yeah, basically this is actually like the Super Smash Brothers of anime. So uh, we are going to take a quick break while we uh, have Casey watch the very first episode of Demon Slayer and we'll be back with his reaction and a little bit more information. Stay tuned. Are you weak, frail, dying of an incurable disease, or just want power for the first time in your life? Then you need Muzan's Secret Stuff. Muzan's Secret Stuff's patent pending recipe will make you stronger, increase healing, make you immortal, and even give you magical abilities. Simply have Muzan or one of his many followers directly inject their blood into your body and you'll be running faster, jumping higher, and living life to the fullest. Warning, Muzan's secret stuff may also cause pale skin, sudden change in appearance, insatiable bloodlust, allergies to both sunlight and wisteria, and a loss of all memories that tie you to your humanity. If you experience any or all of these symptoms and would like them fixed, please speak to name Muzan and we promise nothing bad will happen to you. Don't ask your doctor if Muzan's secret stuff is right for you. Just do it. And we're back. So we have just watched episode one called Cruelty of Demon Slayer. Casey, but, uh, without getting into too much detail, what did you think? I loved it. I was always certain that if I ever went out in nature that I would be killed by a man-eating demon. So this only perpetuates my own beliefs. I do love that. Also, um, without going into too much detail, like, I don't know. I'm thinking, like, will my sister become a demon? Will yeah. I have to watch her get beheaded? So I'll start off with a little bit of background on Demon Slayer of itself. Demon Slayer is based on a manga written by Koyoharu Gotoge, and the anime is directed by Haruo Sotozaki. Started airing in Japan in April 2019 and has been going on strong, and we will be getting uh, a sequel film to the first season in the form of Mugen Train, which will be coming out later this year. Which I'm very excited about. So let's start going just through the episode. So we start our episode uh, where we meet a protagonist who we later learn is named Tanjiro Kamado, uh, who Casey did not give a name to. It, you're right, but I feel like I still, I know you said it's, uh, it's a man, but I feel like it's a lesbian named Gretchen. 
Yes. So Tanjiro, alternatively named Gretchen, who is a young boy uh, who we learn has a gifted sense of smell. And we see him interacting with his family, who all just love the heck out of him. We meet his siblings, his mom, and we also meet his sister, Nezuko, who Casey named Sarah. With an H. With an H. But she seems a lot sweeter than the Sarahs with an H. He is heading into town to sell charcoal, because I'm assuming that's kind of how they make their money. All the siblings want to come with him, but the mom points out that they don't have access to the cart, and he just walks so much dang faster than everyone, so they cannot go with. Which sucks, because they would probably still be alive. Maybe, maybe not. At least someone would have died. Someone would have stayed behind. The tragedy would have persisted. So his family is clearly struggling financially since the death of their father, which we learned about from Nezuko. But they are happy nonetheless. Clearly, they all love each other very much. Tanjiro heads out into town to start selling charcoal, and everyone in town also loves Tanjiro. He is a very kind boy, and it seems that he solves their problems by smelling things. They really hammer in his sense of smell. So obviously they live in like the middle of nowhere in the wintertime. Of course they're going to love the person who has charcoal. And then number two, I knew they were poor, not from that story, but also because I saw that green checkered print and I thought, that's gross. So I was like, they must be poor. (laughs) (laughs) Fashion disaster. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Also, okay, what about the part in town when like Gretchen, (laughs) I I can't remember their real names. Gretchen. (laughs) Tanjiro. Tanjiro, thank you. Yes. Gretchen's alternative name, Tanjiro, um, like basically saves somebody in town because they, like some guy breaks a plate and then he's getting his ass whipped. And then like Tanjiro has to like smell this broken plate to tell his, you know, I don't know, whoever's beating his ass like that uh, it was a cat. What was that? Yeah. And this is all just further pointing to the fact that Tanjiro has a like superhuman level sense of smell. It's such a defined sense of smell that even the people in town know that it is powerful and they trust him to make judgments. So basically, it's so trusted that even the woman's like, oh, okay, clearly it wasn't you. My bad. I guess whoever smelt it didn't dealt it. (laughs) Yeah, whoever smelt it just solves problems. So Tanjiro, yeah, just helps out people in town, either by selling them charcoal, help apparently even just helping fix someone's store. He's just a great guy. He does a lot of great things and has a great sniffer on him. And he's there all day selling charcoal. He actually sells out, which is exactly what he wanted so that he could afford to buy extra stuff for his family for New Year's. And as he's heading home, this older man uh, on the outskirts of the village, Saburo, offers for Tanjiro to stay with him for the night because it is getting really dark. Tanjiro is a little apprehensive just because he wants to get home. But Saburo correctly points out the demons are going to be out soon and that it would be best if Tanjiro just stayed with him foreshadowing absolutely did it also i thought was really interesting it's like i'm a little apprehensive of basically spending the night with this old man but you know what what the hell and then let me stay with him and let him tell me uh stories about man-eating demons before i try to go home yeah he calls him like granddad saburo but that's more a deferential just of like familiar old man type of thing so he clearly knows saburo i mean he clearly knows everyone in the village very well and i think he's more just like ah but i want to see my family than anything but because Saburo asked, uh, brought up the demons, I think Tanjiro's probably never had to think about the demons too much. He knows they exist, obviously. But this was his chance to talk to someone who, A, knew about the demons, but B, we also learned Saburo's family was all killed by demons as well. Sad. Super sad. Very sad. Um, Ooh, but Tanjiro, so sad. Tanjiro learns about the demons, and in the morning, he heads home, and halfway there, he smells blood. 
which he knows is not a good sign. I mean, any anyone would know it's not a good sign, but specifically in this world, he knows that, that means there was probably some sort of gruesome attack. And he heads home and we get such a gut punch of a scene where he just immediately finds Nezuko seemingly dead, covered in blood, holding his little brother. And he looks inside the house and he sees his entire family just brutally murdered. Oh, and I would just, the anime does such a great job just with the sound effects like focusing on his face and just like the pulsating like effects in the background and like they do such a good job depicting his agony and like complete shock when he first sees them right absolutely that's how i felt too it was amazing um i I did think of it on like a creative aspect like the way they captured the scene was was such a gut punch and then like with i think it was like the youngest brother i can't remember what the youngest brother's name was but like with his like open eyes like right when she opens the door and walks through and you see his like open eye uh, that that got me i was like oh my god it was wild y'all yeah no it was super rough And as Tanjiro is taking the scene in, he realizes that Nezuko is warm to the touch. So he realizes she's still alive and he can try to save her. So he hikes her up on his back and starts sprinting into town. Halfway to town, though, she starts transforming into a demon. You know, it's funny. Because that's like, you know, when you first watch the the beginning of the the episode, that's the first thing you see is that scene where he's carrying her. Yeah. And, uh, and and because I took notes for this and I'm professional, the first <laughs> line I wrote was, look at Shardy carry that big through the snow. Oh my God. <laughs> well, that's okay. Because when he fell off the cliff, I wrote, oops, a cliff. So yeah, as soon as she turns into a demon and starts struggling, he loses his footing and immediately just falls off a cliff. Like not just stumbles to the ground, just straight up off a cliff. Luckily, it's been fresh snow for a while. So it is very soft, very pillowy down there. It doesn't take a ton of falling damage. If it works for Olaf, it'll work for her. And as he slowly opens his eyes, he sees Nezuko and he gets a little excited being like, oh my God, Nezuko, are you okay? Before he clearly sees that she is full on demon. She attacks him and design wise, like when you just see like the veins popping up in her face and the fangs and everything. What did you think about that? I was thinking, I was like, so is it like a demon? Is it like a vampire? Like, what's happening here? I feel like the demons in this series are more vampire style. They do Um, have very vampire qualities. I I, I will agree with that. uh, I guess in that way, though, I guess I was expecting more like hellish type of demon, but I thought like the vampire take on the demon was a little more exciting because that's not what I expected. Yeah. I also didn't expect her to be a demon, so there's that. As Tanjiro is trying to fend off Nezuko, uh, a demon slayer, who we later learn is named Giyu Tomioka, arrives and attempts to decapitate Nezuko, only for Tanjiro to pull her out of the way. That is the emo boy you said that you would have a brief but passionate love affair with. What are your first thoughts when he comes out? It's so funny the interactions they're all having in the snow. I mean, obviously tragic. I just think it's really interesting because what what's Gretchen's other name again? Tanjiro. Tanjiro. <laughs> so Tanjiro, it okay, we I don't know if you guys were thinking this, but like she's like or he's you there keep like saying she. Uh Tanjiro <laughs> is a man. Maybe I, I've only seen one episode. We'll see what happens in the later episodes. But <laughs> could be. <laughs> so, but Tanjiro, he's laying there like in the snow, fighting off his demon sister. And maybe it's just I was so in the moment, but it felt like it was like 10 minutes of him sitting there being like, this is what's happening. This is my sister, blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, okay, so what's going to happen? Someone's going to die or what? Because this is going on a little bit of a time. 
you're just like trying to make peace with the fact that your sister's trying to murder you. Seeing um, the emo boy did bring me joy, obviously. I loved that he dramatically just cut off part of her hair in the beginning because that is a real sign of like, you know, who's in charge here. Like how precise when Tanjiro rolled over to protect Nezuko and yeah. yeah. He's like, take that. You don't have bangs now. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So yeah, we have the introduction of Giyu Tomioka. Tanjiro very quickly is like, please, 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 please don't kill my sister. And Giyu's like, I mean, sucks to be you. She's a demon now. I'm going to have to kill her. Demons are monsters. There's no good demons. And Tanjiro's like, please, like, she's literally all I have. I'll try to find a cure for her. I don't know. I'll do anything. And Giyu's just like, you're a stupid idiot. Everyone thinks that they can fix this. And everyone dies when they think that. And he tears into him like a lot. Like he is like yelling at him and being like, you showed your back to me. I could have killed you. When you rolled over her, you're lucky I didn't just stab her through you. But then immediately in his inner monologue, he's like, this is a rough lesson you have to learn, my guy. This is going to suck. It's not easy to have to kill someone that you love, but she's a monster and you have to accept that. What I really like about his character too is uh, he's just like the very strong, silent type. And I feel like other animes take a character like him and they make him kind of smug and then they talk down and his is still very like tender And he has, like, he's not calling him stupid because, like, he truly thinks he's stupid. He understands that Tanjiro is going through all this pain. He is being sensitive while trying to educate him at the same time. And I feel like they could have made him, like, way less sensitive to that and, like, a little bit more cold in more of a battle between the three of them. And I think they did, like, a great job keeping the emotions in it. I would say I agree. Um, you know what the energy reminded me of? I don't know if you guys have ever seen this movie. It's called Titanic. But like there's this part, <laughs> there's this part where Rose gets off the ship for like the second out of three times just to get back on the sinking Titanic. And then Leonardo DiCaprio is like, Rose, you're so stupid, Rose. You're so stupid. It's just like that. I feel like <laughs> there might be a connection between this anime and Titanic. This is know. actually fully based on the Titanic. Um, actually, Demon Slayer takes place during the Taisho era, which takes place between 1912 and 1926. Yeah, this is set in so, the 1926, I, I believe. So when, when did the Titanic sail? Was that, that wasn't 1800s, was it? No. no. It was, 19, was it 1912? 1915? Something like I believe that. it was 1997. That's when the movie came out, at least. Um, <laughs> but anyways... To be clear, it happened in 1912, so it's actually a little bit before the Taisho era. I just want to say that this is yet yet another prediction that I made that was correct. Um, the Taisho era uh, starts in 1912, and the Titanic... So the exact year the Titanic went down. Yes. So this is all happening while Rose and Jack are... Well, no, because uh, this actually takes place specifically in the 1920s part of the Taisho era. I guess. You don't do you guess. Think, it's just facts. Do you think they asked Celine Dion to do the theme song for the show? Was that not Celine Dion? Okay. It, so, it no, full respect to Lisa. We'll talk about it later. So, yes, obviously, we're talking a little bit about the fight between Giyu and Tanjiro. Giyu has fully snatched Nezuko from Tanjiro with lightning fast speed. Tanjiro is just pleading and pleading and pleading. And then he eventually goes on the offensive and he throws a rock at Tomioka, who just kind of dodges it. 
Tanjiro goes uh, even further on the offensive. He grabs the hatchet and then starts running around the trees to try to break line of sight with Tomioka. Throws a pebble at him and then runs at him straight forward with what seems to be the hatchet. And even Tomioka's like, what a fool. This is just a dumb attack being fueled by anger. And he just chops his shoulder and he goes out. And then he realizes that Tanjiro wasn't holding the hatchet. And he looks around and says, where's the hatchet? And you realize that Tanjiro is like a super strategist. And when he threw the rock, he also threw up super high into the sky the hatchet and it almost completely cuts through Tomioka's head yeah so like just such fantastic precision like if he hadn't like realized that he wasn't holding the hatchet he would have taken a hatchet to the face and oh right in the kisser And in that moment, he's just like so much in awe. And I think that's kind of what also helps him to make the decision of who to go find. Uh, What did you think of that little uh, strategy scene, Casey? I loved it. You know, I knew that wearing that green checkered print was all strategy. It was all part of his distraction. Mm -hmm. Uh, It was all... Also, I wonder if, like, I know it's getting really popular to go to, like, axe throwing now, and I wonder if, like, that's what they teach you, and that's why people go to that stupid activity. I don't think any of them are that smart. I don't think so either. (laughs) But (laughs) But I loved it, though. As Tanjiro lays there unconscious, you see Nezuko in her demon form start looking weirdly emotional, as emotional as you can look in that demonic state. She breaks free of Tomioka's grasp, and Tomioka freaks out, and he's like, oh, I've let her go and she's about to try to kill this boy and she surprises him and gets in a defensive stance in front of him to protect Tanjiro from Tomioka. You see Tomioka's eyes go wide in shock. What did you think of that? Were you expecting that? No, definitely not. I did like that he like solved the issue by putting basically a dog muzzle on her, which I thought was a bold choice. Yeah, so as soon as he realizes like, wait a minute, this is different. Demons literally will eat anybody, whether they're family, friends, whatever. You find out a little bit of demon lore here, which is that they use blood to heal themselves. So that's why they're feasting on blood all the time. So yes, very vampire-like. And to gain energy and stuff. And to gain energy, yeah. And he basically paints demons as just like insatiable beasts that will eat anything to just gain power and it really it doesn't do Nezuko any good for her to protect her brother so her showing humanity he's like totally shocked yeah and she runs to attack him to protect Tanjiro and he like without any effort just chops her on the neck too and she goes cold and then we go black and reawaken with a very sad scene of Tanjiro unconscious with all of his dead family around him just looking so sad and his mother goes down and says I'm so sorry please watch over Nezuko for me and I was like ready to cry uh yes for this part I just wrote ghosts with um five o's and so sad. It was giving me Rise of Skywalker realness. Oh, like force ghosts and stuff. So yeah, yeah and like, then Tanjiro yeah. wakes mm-hmm. up and an old woman comes by and says, what's your name? And he says, Tanjiro. Tanjiro Star Wars. I was gonna say, <laughs> Tanjiro Demon Slayer. <laughs> I love that. They should have... <laughs> <laughs> Why wasn't that the ending to the movie? It would have been so much better. Oh my god. Kylo Ren should have been a demon. He basically is. Pretty much. Uh, yeah, you see that Nezuko is unconscious but still alive and Tanjiro's eyes are... He's, he's clearly been crying the entire time he's been unconscious. Tomioka, very shockingly, is like, this is who you gotta go see. Go see this guy. Tell him that I sent you. And... Also... 
uh, keep her out of sunlight. Yeah, and, he, and I was about to say, and he gives him some instructions on how to make sure she doesn't die. And you see that he's put like, yeah, like a scroll in her mouth that essentially acts as a muzzle. But it also seems like it's calming her down because the veins are gone from around her eyes. I think it's just something she could chew on. It just, you know, like when you play <laughs> with a dog to like with a tug of war rope and they expend all their energy. I'm just guessing that's what it is. I think he was telling her to keep her out of the sunlight because obviously embarrassing. Am I right? Yeah, God, she's so ugly. Yeah. Ugh. <laughs> So Tomioka takes his leave and they head back to their family home, Tanjiro and Nezuko, and they bury their family. I'm assuming Tanjiro does most of the work there. Mm -hmm. And then we see them walk off into the distance, never to see their home again. Casey, what did you think of the end of the episode? Well, I was sad that they had to leave their home. But I guess I was, because I was thinking like, oh, they just had to leave their whole home. But I guess you probably don't want to go back to, you know, the site of a massacre, your family's massacre. So Yeah, it's yeah, kind of hard to be like, all right, let's live here now. But also, I mean, Tanjiro did make it clear he wants to go try to find a cure for demonism, I guess. He wants to uh, return Nozuko back into a human. But he's trying to use the power of Christ to compel her. Yes, he's going to go find a Christian preacher to, uh, mm-hmm. you know, exercise her. Mm-hmm. I can't so, even get exercised. So that is Demon Slayer. All right, Casey, what do you think is going to happen now? Like for the rest of the um, season, the rest of the series, give us your theories, your hot takes on what the future mm-hmm. holds for Demon Slayer. My hot take is that I'm going to say that Nesuka, uh, I'm going to say that she probably stays a demon, but she does get dental work. And that will help her uh, not look so unappealing with the whole demon face. But also, I think they're going to meet some other people because we didn't even see everybody that was in that poster. Mm-hmm. So I'm assuming those are other people who have grievances with the whole like demons are a problem situation. They will all get together, take this muzzled lady back to, you know, some shaman who's going to get, you know, the demon like taken out of her. All right, Casey. So let's talk about the most important part of the episode, the opening song. The most important part for me are anime openings. They get you so pumped for what you're about to watch. It sets the tone for everything you're about to experience. It's incredible. And the theme song we have is Gorenge and sung by Lisa. And Lisa, she's done some pretty popular animes. Uh, She did Sword Art Online. That's an anime we'll probably do at some other point. Casey, what is your opinion? Yes. Uh, okay. I'm sorry for interrupting, Skylar. I was too excited. That's part of my opinion. That I wrote down, theme song is fantastic. It's what current, like, drunk aunt Katy Perry wishes her sound was now. Like, it is a full bop. I love it. It is, I, I will, after this, look up online to see if there was any Grammy buzz to see, like, what awards were won for this theme song. It was multi-genre. It was excellent. It is, uh, as we say, a top toot. There are just so many fantastic amazing anime intros out there and I feel like this is one of the number one spots within the last five years I don't think a better theme has come out honestly I'd say even further than the last five years this is maybe one of my all-time favorite anime openings like definitely top 10 all time that's big talk yeah I love this opening I think it's amazing it just gets you so hyped and it's one of those openings that I think if they ever were to change it I'd be so sad so I'm looking it up and it looks like the song actually went triple platinum triple platinum wow yeah I think it's one of the best selling anime songs of all time yeah it surpassed 75,000 downloads so certified triple platinum I heard Celine Dion's doing it for the movie oh my gosh this is how how the buzz starts we're gonna start that here 
Like, we're going to get Celine Dion. Hashtag Celine Dion Demon Slayer. You You know, I say to myself, I say, you know what? What is this anime? I want to listen to this song. I want to record it for the movie. This is way bigger than Titanic. Uh, but oh my God, hashtag, another tie to Titanic. <laughs> hashtag my heart will deem on. Oh <laughs> my gosh. <laughs> Amazing. Get it trending. Get in the get in the comments. Get it trending. So going back to watching the intro, which was played as the closing. Just for this episode. Just for this episode. Because it it really wants to do that back and forth, which is so beautiful. What did you think while watching? Because you see like a lot more of the plot, a lot more of the characters. Um, You actually see the main villain wearing a very Michael Jackson-esque hat. So what are your thoughts on that? I don't know. I, I like that with the episode, I really feel like you get a good understanding of what the show's going to be about. I like the detail on, like, the demon lore that comes up. What the Michael Jackson guy, he's full-on, like, reading. Is 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 Emo Kid the, the villain in this? No, Michael Jackson is. I mean, he's oh. the villain I was like, Dan in life. What a <laughs> spoiler. So, Casey... Along with watching this first episode, we do have a small playlist of videos for you to watch so you can get a little bit of a vibe of some of the other main characters, some of the other uh, important plot points of the season, just so you can get a better vibe of the anime as a whole. We will be taking another quick break to watch that playlist, and then we will be back to share our thoughts as well as some final closing segments. We'll be right back. A decadent scent meant to drive your lover wild. And to drive demons away. Wisteria. The scent of passion, decadence, and pure survival. Wisteria. When they devour your very soul. When you have nothing left to surrender. You'll wish you had it then. Wisteria. In a world of demons, those who wear wisteria are ruler. Wisteria. Tantaro Kamada's wisteria. Survive. Find it wherever trees are present. Konnichiwa, my fellow weebs. I just wanted to take this time to thank you all for listening to the first episode of Kawaii Disappointment. We really hope you're enjoying it. We had some technical difficulties while recording this episode, which led to some audio quality issues, but we're hoping to correct them and get you the best quality product we can next week. We appreciate you bearing with us, though. If you feel so inclined, we'd really appreciate it if you followed us on social media. Follow us on Twitter at Kawaii Desu Pod. Find us on Facebook by searching Kawaii Disappointment Podcast or go to our website, kawaii-disappointment.pinecast.co for links to those socials as well as all of our episodes. Please spread the word about us. We can be found on all of your favorite podcasters from Spotify to Pocket Cast, but if you can't find us wherever you usually listen, let us know and we'll try to get that fixed. Next week, we will be back with a brand new episode where we have Casey watch one of my favorite anime, My Hero Academia. We hope you'll join us. All right, we're back from our last break. We had Casey watch a playlist of videos to give him a lot more context to the Demon Slayer world and the rest of the information of the season, which you can find a link to that same playlist in the description down below. Casey, what did you think of all that extra content? It was magical. 
You know what? Like, I think my expectation of like what a demon is and what they can do has like vastly changed. Also, there's like weird competitive energy between all the demon slayers. Sometimes some of them cry, some of them are hot, some of them, uh, you know, just try to protect their own like demon sisters. I don't know. It's interesting. I think there's a lot of really special uh, storylines that they can go forward and like in the future of the show with. I don't know. I really enjoyed like what I learned about the show so far, though. It was fantastic. Yeah, you know, it's interesting. I'd actually say that your original guess based on the poster, while ridiculous, was a lot more accurate to the show than your guess after watching the first episode. Yeah, mm-hmm. I completely agree. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Really just, you never know. Like, you know, my my bold predictions, maybe I, I have psychic demon powers. Who knows? Yeah, that's, uh, blood that's demon your arts. demon blood art. That's your demon agree. blood art. After seeing all those all those clips, uh, do you have a favorite character based on all of that? I like the crying one. I know that's obvious. Skylar also likes Anitsu a lot. I hate him. I'm embarrassed oh. because literally uh, watching the anime, he's literally so annoying. But like once you start getting like more context to why he's so scared and all his shortcomings it really makes all the good parts of him like really shine which i really like but i like Mm -hmm. am so embarrassed that i love him so much i mean i think what i liked about him from what what i saw what's relatable about him is like i think the fact that like he's acknowledging that this world that he lives in is full of scary terrifying and like there are yeah there's like crazy spider demons and like uh all these just gruesome things it's like i don't know it feels very real and that's i think what aleppo can connect with also only not in real life but only in you know sleeping could you really summon your power yeah (laughs) (laughs) i guess with all of that i only have a few final questions for you casey do you think you would continue watching the show on your own i would do it on my own but more i would love to do with the rest of my kawaii disappointment team hello pie that uh, would make me really happy on the casey scale of wanting to watch it we'll mark that as a want to watch it totally to close out our podcast we are going to introduce you all to your new favorite segment is there an amv of that Woo! Casey. Okay. so amvs hold a very special place in my heart casey do you um, know what amvs are um i was thinking like are they talking about afv which is america's funniest home videos See, you gotta introduce it <laughs> Casey, an AMV is an anime music video where someone edits the con- the video content of a anime to a song to make an anime music video. Oh my god. AMVs are important to me because I spent way too much time creating AMVs in high school. That was my number one hobby. Outside of watching anime and reading manga, it was making AMVs. And in honor of that hobby, Casey, we want to ask you a question you're not prepared for, but I think Uh we'll make it even better. Think of a artist and one of their more popular songs. Okay. And you want me to share like what I think would like match? No, no, no. Just anything. Think of anything. Okay. I got one. The artist I'm thinking of is Michelle Branch. And the song I'm thinking of is Everywhere. (laughs) So for this segment, we take the artist and song that Casey lists, and we try to find if there's an AMV for that song to the anime we have seen today. So we will first see if there is a Michelle Branch Everywhere Demon Slayer AMV, which I'm going to preemptively say there isn't, but I'll double check and... No, there is no Michelle Branch Everywhere AMV, but that does not mean there is not an AMV to this song. So we will now do our second layer of research, see if there is any Michelle Branch Everywhere AMVs, and we find quite a few right off the bat. 
Mm-hmm. I found three Cardcaptor Sakura AMVs to everywhere and one Naruto AMV to everywhere. Make that three Naruto AMVs to everywhere. I bet if you typed in Sailor Moon, you would also get like six. So many options. So the way that we scale these is a three-pointer is when we find the artist, song, and anime together. That gets three points. But if we just find two of the three, which here we found the artist and the song, that is a two-pointer. So Michelle Branch's Everywhere gets two points on the AMV scale. Oh, good for Michelle Branch. She's so big in the anime community. Honestly, what an iconic anime queen. And to me, she's everywhere. Yes. A song, Casey, no matter what anime we watch, you will always be able to find an AMV to bring me to life by Evanescence. (laughs) Well, yeah, absolutely. Oh, that could be our our secret fourth point. Is there a Bring Me to Life AMV? Spoiler (laughs) alert, there's three. I watched all three of them today. (laughs) And also, Skylar made all three of those AMVs. (laughs) And we have our ruling, there are three Demon Slayer Bring Me to Life. Actually, make that five Demon Slayer Bring Me to Life AMVs. So that, I only that, watched three. So that is our secret fourth point that the anime gets on its own. So that is a three-pointer on the AMV scale. Yay. With that, we are excited that you joined us. We hope you join us again next week when we once again watch a new anime. We hope you have enjoyed listening to us. I have been PJ. I have been Skylar. I have been Hungry. Just kidding. It's Casey. Well, hi, hi, Hungry. I'm PJ. And (laughs) join us next week when we are once again Kawaii Disappointment. Thank you. Kawaii Disappointment. Sagoy. Sagoy. Sagoy.